Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, and on today's episode, I talk to YouTubers Matt and Shannon, otherwise known as the Duo Finds, and I have a movie challenge for you. Well, really, it might just be for me, but if you're interested in it, let me know. Let's get started. for listening to my podcast. I do hope it's giving you a break during your quarantine, and I hope you're all doing well and are staying safe in these crazy times. Even though we can't travel right now or shouldn't be, it doesn't mean that we can't talk about it, dream about it, schedule it, plan it. So I'm hoping that this show inspires you to dream about what you want to do when this crisis passes us. Feel free to listen to my older episodes, too. It might give you some ideas. I do have to say that my last podcast on the Lost Con was great, but unfortunately they had to cancel their fan gathering. Listen to the podcast, though, because we do talk a lot about the show, and I think you'll still enjoy it. So it took me a little time to wrap my mind around all of what's going on out there, because as a freelance writer, my career can be filled with ups and downs. So step number one for me was make sure I secured my work, And look at the holes I was going to have coming up and make sure that I had some opportunities to do work for new clients and things like that, new projects. So I was busy taking care of that. Step number two is making sure I was okay to hunker down as a former chemo patient from just a couple of years ago. My kids are worried about my susceptibility, and I live in New York, and it's pretty intense here So I'm taking this quarantine very seriously. And even though I pop out for groceries and a walk, staying home otherwise. While I'm home, I'm working, and I'm still working on selling my home. I'm also still working on my podcast and website, of course, but I decided I needed something fun to do since going to the movies is my happy place. And it's really funny because when I open my Regal app, there's literally nothing on the page that says what's coming up, and it made me so sad. So I came up with a movie challenge for myself, and it's called the I Always Wanted to But Admit I've Never Seen Movie Challenge. What does that mean? Well, even a big movie buff like myself has not seen certain movies. Like, what do you mean, Lisa? Well, don't laugh, but I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Say Anything. And I've never seen other classics like Citizen Kane or Rear Window. Casablanca! And EJ just yells from the other room, Casablanca. No, I have seen bits and pieces of that, especially when I was in film school, but I did not see the whole thing. So guess what I'm going to do while I'm home? I'm going to go back and tell you what the movies are that I have not seen and what ones I'm going to watch. Once I've watched the movie, I'll tell you how it is, And if there's anything real travels related to it that we could schedule maybe for next year down the road, I'll let you know about that too. Of course, I'm going to like some movies that you don't like. You're going to like movies I don't like, but that's the fun of it. Would you like to be a part of this? Let me know. 
I would love to hear about what you haven't seen that you always wanted to see. And if you're going to watch it now that you're home, you can tweet to me at Virgin Traveler or follow me on Instagram <laughs> at the Virgin Traveler. No, I'm not sick. And tell me what you're watching. Okay, so what is movie number one? As I take a sip of my soda. Well, I'll post it on social media for you to see, so tune in. But I can tell you it is from the 80s, and I know a lot of my friends have seen it, and they're always surprised when they find out I haven't. So I will bring it up very, very soon. Tune into my social media to see. So now we're here, and you're here for the podcast interview, I hope, and it's one of the most fun interviews I've had. And that's with Matt and Shannon, the duo finds. They're YouTubers who have traveled to see many of their favorite shows and movies, filming locations. They've been to filming locations for The Stranger Things, Walking Dead, and movies such as Home Alone. But the best way to do this is to have them tell you about it. So here's the interview, and I hope you enjoy Matt and Shannon, the duo finds. So on this week's episode of Real Travels, I welcome the YouTubers, the duo finds. Shannon and Matt, welcome to the show. Howdy. Hello. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And I want to tell my audience, you know, this is one of the reasons why, like, I watch YouTube and I look for people like you guys who are doing things that I talk about on the show, out seeing filming locations, having a great time. I love your channel. I love the energy that you guys bring to the, the filming that you do. And I knew from the first one I saw, I had to have you guys on the show. So I'm really excited. Plus, you know, being wrestling fans, it's an added plus there. But I'm so grateful <laughs> awesome. to have you guys on the show. So why don't, Shannon, well, I'm going to start you. with you because I always start with the ladies first. I want to ask <laughs> you, how did you guys become YouTubers and really start on this journey of yours, seeing all these sites? Um, sure. So we started traveling probably like a year into our relationship we were we've been together for close to like eight or nine years now so about a year into our relationship we started traveling and our plan was pretty much to see all of the states that's our plan we only have two left so you could tell that we do travel a lot Um, and then we started well I started watching YouTube Uh, pretty regularly and I saw a lot of YouTubers who were making travel channels and I'm like oh my gosh we've been here we've done this we've seen this it would have been really cool if we filmed it and put it out there as well so it kind of kind of sparked from that just basically we've we've been to these places we've seen them and we wanted to share them with others and Matt once you decided to do this what was the process in terms of, you know, deciding what you were going to put on your channel, where you were going to go? Did did it kind of change? Like once you said, hey, we're going to be YouTubers in terms of what you were looking at? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely evolved uh, from the beginning until to, to where it is now. We started off with, with doing the wrestling unboxings. That was our first video. And we just said, hey, we'll, we'll throw it out there to see if it gets any traction because it's really hard to start from, from nothing and have no subscribers and, and, and to put all that work in just for it, it to be out there and not anybody watching it. So we, want, we wanted to start with something easy. And then uh, we I can't remember what the first trip we filmed was, but I remember we went off and we it, we had no plan to film, and we figured, hey, 
we need to start planning this and planning kind of what we want to see and, and timing stuff because I know time, you know. Oh. Um, we pretty much just wanted to make sure that we could plan everything specific to what we were doing. So if you look at our videos now, there's definitely a progression from when we started. I think like our first, I would say like travel, but I would say that in quotes would be like we went to like a local like outside concert event and we oh, yeah. we did this like crazy <laughs> off the cuff video and I watch it now and I like totally cringe because it's insane but uh, I think like we wanted to just make sure that if we were going to do it we were going to do it right and we're both creative people so uh, a lot of times like our ideas just mesh too much <laughs> so we're like all right we have to plan and we have to make sure that we have like we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And a lot of times you can see that now in our videos where you could totally tell that if we're going to a place, we've already, like, Googled the place. We've seen if we could see inside mm -hmm. of it. Um, we've talked to the people who own the places just so that we could kind of get a roundabout of everything before we actually go to a place. We don't want to go somewhere and then kind of be disappointed that we can't film something, especially if we've made it knowledgeable that we are going to go to a place we don't want to disappoint people who watch the mm -hmm. channel and then we plan out the road trips with it like we figure out the end point and then we plan a, a, a road map a way we've never really gone before so like this mm -hmm. last road trip we took when we went to vancouver we we said hey let's do the lincoln highway and we kind of planned it out that way and then we picked cities that we we've like i said we haven't traveled before so it's, it's sometimes it's still on the cuff, sometimes it's not, you know, but when we know we're going to do, like, a filming location, we, we have to plan that out, you know, and, and like Shannon said, you know, to the T. <laughs> well, what I love, too, about your site, and, and we're going to get into talking about some of your filming locations that you've been to and the wrestling and stuff, but what I love was you have been in some – do you guys have a thing for condiments? Because you have been – to the National Mustard <laughs> Museum, to the Maple Syrup Museum. I mean, you've been to some really, I have to say the yeah. word, weird places, too. Yeah. What was, like, one of the ones that stuck out with you as, like, your favorites? Oh, man, we we definitely love the weirder ones, you know, and the Maple Syrup was just, like, we, we just ran into that place, and we had to, we had to go there because it's in Canada, and we, pro we probably won't ever be back up that way. And we, so we just had to stop, and then, we we kind of like, you know, we, we were into the fast food history, like the first McDonald's and the, the first KFC. So we kind of like the food stuff, you know, the first and like the museums that are kind of wacky like that. What do you think? I think so. And I think I would recommend anyone to go to the Mustard Museum, even though, <laughs> you know, some people might think it's boring. Uh, not only do you get to see the history of mustard, which – you know, it's pretty interesting in itself because pretty much people eat condiments all the time. But you get to taste everything, any mustard from sweet to you know sour. You can taste it. And so I actually, I actually didn't like mustard before I went to the mustard museum, and now I like you know like a bright yellow mustard, just like a standard mustard. I, I'll eat it. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. now, you know what? I didn't ask this at the beginning. Are you guys full-time travelers, or do you schedule out your trips, like, through the course of the year? 
and work another like job or full-time YouTubers? How does all that work? Um, so basically, we are not full-time, although it may seem so because we're able to release a video each week. Um, when we first started the channel, our plan was to release three videos a week, and that became insane. I don't know how we thought that was even possible um, just because we were both working full-time jobs. Um but now what we do, so yes, uh, we do have full-time jobs, so we are working outside of YouTube. So right now what we do is if we're able to have time off, we'll plan a huge trip where we can do possibly, our goal is usually to do at least 10 videos within a one-trip time frame, which would, could be a week, it could be two weeks, it could be a weekend. Yeah, we went to, we went to uh, L.A. for like six days, and we filmed 20 videos in a six-day span yeah. that then we released wow. over, over, over the span of like three months. Yeah, and, we, and of course we have to do that because, again, if we have full-time jobs, we can't take time off all the time. So a lot of times if I have a holiday that falls on a Friday or a Monday, then we're like, all right, where Long can we day. go? <laughs> where can we drive mm-hmm. maybe to so that we can get those videos to still continuously happen, especially since we live in the Midwest. Our weather is beyond uh, – it's cold in the winter. Yeah, you can't even, like, <laughs> estimate what you're going to have. So, you know, in the winter, it's snowing. You don't want to drive in that. Um, in the spring, it, we could have torrential rain. You don't want to drive in that. So uh, a lot of times we're kind of held down. So we'll try to travel away for a certain amount of time to and kinda, get more videos. To put it in perspective, we probably do, like, three to four big trips a year. But we, but we do one trip a month that's kind of smaller. That kind of puts it in the, in the perspective. So we are kind of traveling all the time, but they're not all mm-hmm. epic, like, road trips, you know. <laughs> now, not all of your videos are film location related, but obviously being a film and TV podcast, you know, that's one of the things I was drawn to is so many different filming locations. So. Each of you talk about the love of film and TV that you have and kind of where it came from and why you would go stand in front of this. (laughs) I was thinking of, I think it was either X-Files or Supernatural where you're standing in something that that looks like a sewer grate or a sewer thing that you go into and you're standing in front of that. And I'm like, you know, people make these pilgrimages to these places and I want to know kind of where that all comes from to want to do this. Well, for me, it's like you, you watch a show and especially something like Supernatural that's on for so many seasons, you fall in love with these characters and, and you grow you grow attached, you know, an attachment to them. And it's just like when you, when you see that that's a real location you could visit, you just want to go there. Even if it looks nothing like it, how it did in the show, there's still similarities that are always, you know, look like the show. So it's just something, that attachment for me, you know, and the fact is, like, you kind of feel, like, when you're walking up, like, you kind of, you spot these little things, and it, like, feels like you're in the show for me. At least that's what I feel. What about you? Yeah, for me, I I feel that 
kind of like film and entertainment go back to my childhood. Like one of my biggest goals, I'm sure it's like a lot of kids growing up, but I wanted to be an actress. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that was actually written in my like grade school yearbook that I wanted to be an actress. But when I got to high school, I realized like, yeah, I definitely don't want to memorize lines. That's crazy. That's hard. Um, so I actually, I stayed in performing arts, and I actually was a dance major in high school. So I thought dance was a lot easier because you could, like, muscle memory it, and it's not more so of, like, lines. Um, and dance is definitely more forgiving. Um, so I think, like, when I go to these locations I think of it as like a love for the performing arts um and just kind of in my you know experience just seeing places like when we went to the walking dead uh the actual tour which unfortunately we couldn't uh record because there's no video photography or anything when you're in that bus and you drive through the great the gates of Alexandria I can't even tell you an emotion that would be comparable it was just I was elated I'm like oh my god I'm going through the gates of Alexandria like (laughs) this is insane and then you know once you're in I'm like oh my god that's where Rick saw Morgan for you know after he didn't see him for a long time like just I don't know maybe because I feel like that I'm a very creative person and I have a love for the performing arts just seeing that and being in the same spot as like a show that's on you know television or something like that I just feel that connection (laughs) I think think that's a really great point you know because um, it's kind of me growing up I, I grew up watching things like I love Lucy I'm older than you guys I love Lucy and and no. you know um like that's one of my favorite shows and I I literally cried when I got to Jamestown New York just seeing where she grew up and seeing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the the mock studio they had even though we know what they were filming California but like just yeah. being <laughs> close to what all this that related to her I mean I completely get it you know so I, I definitely understand that so where did let, let's take I'm going to take a couple of these um, that you've done and talk a little bit about them. I want to start with Home Alone. Who is the big Home Alone fan? I, I think we're both. We both are because that was for both of us. It was it was a childhood just like classic movie that we both grew up watching and yeah. kind of both of us growing up in the Chicagoland area. We that's kind of why we wanted to do it. Because you know, because it was filmed in the Chicagoland area, so that that's that, so it sparked that one, right? Yeah, I feel like it's always it's kind of like a staple for kids in the nineties. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it is. Yeah. So and then Absolutely. to just know that you can like go see those locations, come on, that's crazy. <laughs> and, th- and that was our first big, uh, big like planning. Like we watched yeah. the movie. And we, like, kind of researched and found out what was left, what we could still see, and we kind of compared, like, scene by scene, you know, and it, it, it's, it's tough. Yeah, specifically <laughs> the grocery store, that was the, probably the toughest because um, they, remodeled. they remodeled, and we Google mapped it. It said, like, okay, this is the store, and I'm like, all right, can we try to see the inside of it? <laughs> So when we went, I was like, oh, my God, that's the door, even though the freezers are completely new. But that's, like, the exact shot, and it's super cool just to, like, 
and that one just go to the store and hope to see it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, I mean, you guys run into other fans there too, who are also taking pictures in front of the house uh, or, you know, even in some of your other videos. How's that? Do you actually talk to some of the people that you see out there? We do. We do. Sometimes it really depends on where, where it's at, like the house, uh, the home alone house, yeah. I mean, there was there was a constant flow of traffic because we we went right before Christmas. So mm-hmm. I mean, there was just a ton of people, and they were everyone was super enthused, and like all the Walking Dead locations we do, everyone's always super enthused about going. I feel like Walking Dead has the mega fan a more of a I don't know like an aura around it because if you just go to Sonoy, Georgia. That's actually a city from the show that was Woodbury. So, and now it's just like all kinds of shops. So people just flock there, and you know that if there's people there, they're there for Walking Dead. Like a so you can, chance. yeah, ninety nine percent chance. So you could really talk Walking Dead with people there, and it's super fun because um, you're like, oh, what about this episode? What about this scene? Because um, a lot of times you can, specifically with that, you can talk about it and be like, oh, I didn't even see that, or I didn't even think of that. And that's what I love doing is when, you, when we're out there and you can tell somebody, like, oh, just around the corner, this scene was filmed there. And they're like, oh, my God, and then they, and then they go and do it. Yeah. You know, so that's what I like. <laughs> what I like about your site, too, is, like, when you are talking about certain shots and, and you'll say this is where such and such happened – you're one of the few people that then overlap the clip or the, the still from that particular show or movie so that people can see exactly what you're talking about. I think yes. that's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, because sometimes you're like, what scene are they talking about? And boom, when, there it is. So I thought that was a great job. <laughs> when I watch filming location videos uh, on YouTube, that's what I love to see. Just because you you want to see it, they're they're there, and you, then you want to see it on the show. You you don't want to have to go and look for it to kind of compare. It's just really this nice to have that there. And I think I think we'll always do that. I think specifically <laughs> it's best for shows like X Files. That show came out in the early '90s. For someone who might not be a true X Files fan, they might have just you know watched it, but weren't paying attention yeah. too hard. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, so it's, it's been, been so long. Just to, like, see that comparison just makes it better. Yeah. Now, I want to also now talk about field the field of dreams because on my sports <laughs> travel uh, guide that's coming out next week, they're actually the cover of my book. So, oh. um, cool. you know, and, and I just, I love that movie. And so tell me a little bit about your experience when you went and, and saw the Field of Dreams movie site. I would say the, the best part of that was driving up and seeing it. Because you have to drive down this very long, dusty road and you see it in, like, in the far. You don't. It's not just like oh right there. You have to turn into like yeah. a into a house to like actually go and see it. Um, I definitely would really like to go again, like in the summer, in the summer. Um, when like the corn is there and everything, which would be I feel like a better experience. <laughs> yeah. We went when it was super cold <laughs> and there was like no corn, um, but it was 
a really interesting experience to like drive up to the house and see it and kind of just like remember everything in the movie because mm-hmm. pretty much exactly how it was. Oh yeah, movie. I mean I, I've been in the summer and I've been in the winter and when you see the corn there when you're driving up, it's it's amazing. It's like it's it's like stuck in time. Yeah. Even even with the house too and. And they're all about that there, and if something like that can support uh, an economy or get people jobs, it's, it's that's awesome. I love stuff like that when when they when they take something and turn it into something else, like a tourist attraction. And I definitely had to run the bases. Oh yeah, I did too. <laughs> when it's when it's now, it, it, I don't know if you guys know, but they're they're actually playing a major league baseball game there this year. The New York Yankees are going to yeah. be yeah. playing there in a special game. So that's going to be so cool. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because earlier you said that, you know, d- driving through or driving up to it, it's awesome. And you guys do a lot of research to see what you can and can't go into, but have you ever gotten somewhere even without all, even with all your research and gotten there and went, really, this is it. Have you ever been disappointed? Um, not disappointed, but even with all the planning, like during the X Files uh, video, we had a lot of things happen to where either stuff was gone or we couldn't get access to because a road was closed. So that video had to had to turn into something else on the fly. So we tend to plan more, and then if we can't. If, if if we hit a home run in every stop, then the video is really great. But we always try to plan more just in case things come up and, mm-hmm. and, and we can't go to certain certain ones. So, I mean, I, I always get disappointed when you plan something and, and you put a lot of time into it. But what about you? I think the most disappointment probably would have been our What's Eating Gilbert Grape Solving location um, because we – we're doing the research in regards to the house, which we knew the house wasn't there, of course. Spoiler, it burns down. <laughs> but um, we, what we've been looking at is that there was, the plot was still there, but the address that we had yeah, when we got there, it was a new development of just pretty much streets. But I think that was just a snafu with the GPS. It possibly because could have I, Because the guy who watched our video, he went out and he found the corner. And oh. He, and he tagged us. And he's there like, hey. you go. He's like, hey, I found it. You guys are over here, I think, because I, I, I put in these coordinates. And I, he, he found And that has happened to us in filming locations. I think in that same video, um, we were looking for a certain location, um, and we just started, like, driving down the road a little bit more, and we found it. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, even you could do the most research, Google map it, you know, place the little guy on the map, see a, a picture of it, but it may not be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because stuff's always changing, and Google Maps isn't always up to date either. Yeah. And especially some of that stuff in Texas, it was like six years old, and we were looking at it, and who knows what's still there. Yeah. So it was just kind of a roll of the dice. So that's why it's like, you know, you you, you you get your meat of the video and you might plan some additional, you know, like if, if we get this and we have time, we'll try to get this other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a place, a filming location that you, or even something relating to a TV show that you 
still have on your list that you have to see that you haven't seen yet? What would that be? Well, I can say that when we were in L.A., our plan was to – we had a couple filming locations on the list that I was really interested. I wanted to go see the loft from New Girl. I wanted mm-hmm. to see um, in downtown Pasadena there were locations for Parks and Rec. I really wanted to see that. Um, and then we also wanted to see – well, I wanted to see the house and then a few things from the show This Is Us. Um, but unfortunately, just our plans got crazy out of whack, and we had to, like, mix every filming location when we were in L.A. LA so those are definitely on my list. L.A. is definitely going to be in the cards again because we have, we have friends out there, and then we want to go and just do as, as, as many filming locations as we can. Like I want to do like like Terminator Two and things, stuff like that. Just I mean, it's stuff that's been done before, you know. So what would be mm-hmm. your number one on the list? Oh, number one on the list. I mean, stuff. Stuff. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a hard one. Yeah. There's so many right. movies I like, <laughs> you know, that we want to do. <laughs> I mean. Well, let me ask wow. you then to to give like I'll give you a second. If you think about that, let me know. If you come up with with something you know definitely is going to be on that list. But let me ask you in the meantime, and, and Shannon, I'm going to pop back to you. We talked a little bit about kind of planning the trip, but if my listeners kind of admire what you guys are doing and, and are like, you know, I want to do that too and go out and see my favorite filming locations, where would you tell them to start and, how, you know, some tips on what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing? And then I'll pop over to Matt and you can throw yours in too. Sure. So what they should be doing is first off probably just googling or maybe just going to IMDb and seeing where the the uh, locations were filmed um, because you know in movies of course they lie and say you know in what's eating Gilbert Grape they say they're in Iowa but when you really watch that movie if you you know travel some you realize like that's definitely not an Iowa landscape <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but definitely just do like small little research first to see, okay, uh, this was filmed here. And a lot of times you can find specific addresses or locations just with a simple Google search. Um, And then kind of get, if you are interested in saying, yes, I'm going to go to this location, then to start planning it in kind of a, a travel easy way, if that makes sense. So if you have five points that you want to visit, that you put that in maybe like a circle or like a square on the map so that you're not going, okay, I'm going to go this two hours and then I'm going to travel to this location. You want to make sure you map out all your locations that you're interested in visiting and then um, make a plan of how those fit together. So if you're starting from like a hotel You're going to A, you're going to B. And it might not be in the order of the movie that you're interested in seeing, but, you know, it's just better that way so that you're not, you know, traveling out of control. To get the the most out of your time. That too. Especially if you want to see multiple filming locations or, you know, multiple places from different movies or shows. 
you definitely want to make sure you're getting the most out of your time. And that's something that we did when we did the filming locations for What's Eating Gilbert Grapes and the filming locations for um, Texas, Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you watch that video closely, you might realize that we're wearing different clothes. <laughs> yeah, we're often shirts. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we realized, okay, that, you know, this location is like three hours out and then a what's eating Gobert grape is actually close to that location. You know, we're not going to spend our, our one day, you know, doing these filming locations and the next day doing these. We're going to take advantage of that time frame, and we're going to go to point A from movie one, and then we're going to go to point B, which is movie two, and just, you know, make a plan and that, so that we know what we're filming or what we're yeah, doing. And that's where, like, having, having, like, a list on your phone comes in handy, too, so you're not getting confused especially since since we film everything it's like we could we since we're hopping around so much and we, we might be filming three videos all at once so it's like mm-hmm. we have definitely that list where we can check stuff off and say we did that that we, we did that definitely comes in handy and also don't be afraid to ask people um even if they're your friends or maybe people you know how the areas are um because if you go to a filming location Specifically for, you know, uh, the Blues Brothers, for example, a lot of people tell us to do that video, um, but a lot of that doesn't exist anymore, or the locations mm-hmm. are in not-so-great areas. They're bad neighborhoods here. Um, so don't put yourself at risk oh, definitely to see a movie location. And then to add on that, if, if, you, if, if you just have to go to a filming location that, that you know is in a bad area, you know, Go go earlier in the morning if you if you really have to, if you really want to go. Yeah. You know, don't go like mm-hmm. don't go like go dark. early. Go don't with go a friend. Don't go at night. You know, yeah. Always have a friend or a travel buddy with you. You know, because some people are hardcore and they might not care. Yeah. So those are I mean, those are really really good tips. And let me ask you too, like, are you guys planning on maybe doing this full time? Like I said, I thought you were because of your videos. So like, is this a goal of yours to be traveling full time? Um, I think. You know that was you know in in the back of our heads in the beginning. It, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, I, we'd like to. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just tough to you know get the views that that you need to you know to make the ad revenue or whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. the money. And yeah, I think that we're support. just we're still growing at this point. Yeah. Of course, like our goal would most likely be to travel full time. Um, you know, put out more videos. But you know, at this point, I think. Right now, we'll just plan and do as many videos as possible within a weekend, week, or whatever yeah. we can do, um, just so it's easier mm-hmm. <laughs> on us so oh, that yeah. we're not kind of stressing ourselves out, working full-time, and worrying about And num- number one, for, I think, for both of us is if, if we're not having fun, I mean, it's not it's not worth it for us to go and, and right. make a video. Like we have, I mean, if we go someplace, we're going there because we want to, not because not just cause if it's going to get hits or views or whatever on YouTube. We're going there because we really want to go there. Yeah, and that's like right. specifically with our Stranger Things video. Um, you know, we were down in Georgia for Walking Dead. Like we realized that the tour. Um, their AMC tour was in like the last week of May and we didn't know if they were going to actually renew the tour for next year. And we're like, you know what? We're going. 
So we just drove. I think I took like a long weekend off work, a Friday and a Monday. We drove down to Georgia for Walking Dead, and we had already seen the Stranger Things filming location uh, a few years previous to that. And you're like, and we're like, you know what? We're down here. We'd love to see the mall. We'd love to see the new stuff from the newer season. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, again, with that, that's something that's just off the cuff for us. Like, let's go. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And we weren't looking for, you know, views or anything. We were really interested in going to those like, locations. So it's, it is about fun for us as well. It's got to be. Yeah. And I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree because I think it's great that the listeners also hear because, you know, thanks to YouTube, you get the feeling that everybody's traveling full time. So it's really awesome to, to to hear from people who are incorporating what they love with a full-time day job and still, you mm-hmm. know, enjoying themselves and still putting out great content. And people think that they have to either go all in or not do it at all. And they, oh. I, I love the fact that you guys do this around your jobs and it gives a lot of hope for people who want to also do it too, you know? It's definitely like, it, it just takes a little bit of planning and a little bit of saving, and you can pretty much mm-hmm. travel anywhere. Yeah, we're right. already, I already today started planning a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting Matt all day today like, hey, I already saw this, this, and that. <laughs> so we're already planning future things. So Yeah, and, and nice. I think another, to go back on the tips and tricks is there's, like, movie hubs of, like, Atlanta or, like, L.A., or like Vancouver or places where they just film constantly mm-hmm. in TV shows. So if if you're just new starting out and looking at filming locations, pick a hub like that. Yeah. You know, Atlanta or like mm-hmm. Vancouver, like I said, and and this like in Vancouver the city is so small and we were just driving around spotting stuff that wasn't even on our list. That oh yeah. that oh I recognize that, I recognize that. You know, it's just, and we do that in Atlanta too when we go for Walking Dead, our first trip down there. We were just driving and ran into a, a like a large uh, city. Well, I wouldn't say a large; it's a small city that was used for a huge episode, and we weren't even, you know, we didn't even know that existed right then and there. Mm-hmm. We just drove like right into that town, and it was such a great experience to just wow, we're mm-hmm. here. Um, so I, picking hubs like that was really cool because even when we were down in Atlanta, we, you know, we stress ourselves out in the sense that we plan too much. Oh, um, and when we were down there, I was like, hey, did you know that um, Zombieland was filmed down here? <laughs> Do you want to go? <laughs> so we were just like, and we were like, no, we have a plan. Like, we need Let's to stick to it. it. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta for me is, is always going to be like a once a year trip just because we're both such big Walking Dead fans and the fact they film so many other movies down there. Like, it's almost like a Hollywood. I mean, yeah. they, they film so much there and you can find so much. Oh, I agree. And um, you guys were talking about Vancouver and the last couple of movies that I've seen between Call of the Wild. And Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which I saw back in December. And both I looked up, and they were both filmed in Vancouver, at least portions of them. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. add that to list, because whatever they're doing, it's gorgeous <laughs> up there, and I've never been there. But those two movies alone inspired me to add Vancouver onto my list of places that I want to see, because the scenery was just beyond stunning, you know. So, yeah. well, 
north of Vancouver. Before I let definitely. you guys go, because I know you guys like are have, have you, between going to Comic Con and doing the filming and full time jobs and all this other stuff, you guys are super super busy. But we have to talk wrestling for a couple of minutes, okay? Sure. <laughs> so sure. yes, we do. So I'm going to turn turn uh, the tide here very quickly and just ask you, how did you become wrestling fans? And are are you both wrestling fans? And you know, tell me a little bit about the background on that. I would say that I'm the bigger bigger wrestling fan of the two. Um, I grew up watching wrestling from a child. I would watch it with my grandpa um, on the weekends when I would go hang out with my grandma and grandpa. And then I would just watch, you know, WWE when it, when it was like Raw's War, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, like all that stuff was super <laughs> interesting to me. Um, so I've been watching wrestling my whole entire life. There might have been a few, you know, like spots where I was like, you know, it is boring. I'm not going to watch that anymore. But I always find myself going back to it. Um, but that's actually one of the first dates that Matt and I had Mm -hmm. um, is that after we met, I said, Hey, I have tickets to this uh, wrestling event. And I was actually quite uh, (laughs) embarrassed to ask him because not a lot of people (laughs) like wrestling or they make fun of you for liking wrestling. It's not not cool to like wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, Hey, I have these tickets. Do you want to go? And he was like, Oh, wrestling. Okay, I guess. Like, I used to watch it, so. Yeah, I watched wrestling, you know, growing up in, like, high school. I mean, I watched it as a kid, but I wasn't, a, like, a heavy fan. And I, I got to be more of a bigger fan, like, you know, 1998, like, 2001. And then I kind of fell out of it, like Shannon said. That was one of our first dates. And then that drew me back into it. And ever since then, we've pretty much been going to wrestling stuff and watching wrestling. And, yeah. you know, it's a weekly, it's a weekly thing for us. This is kind of like a guilty pleasure, I think, for me. You know, I mean, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a soap opera. It's kind of like the storyline <laughs> and stuff. But then it's physical, too. So, I mean, I, I, you kind of get best of both worlds. I don't know. Yeah, I'm always amazed <laughs> with people saying that WWE superstars are not athletes. It's like, please, are you kidding me? They, they, it's like, they it's very a, much are athletes. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing, oh, I absolutely. mean, it, I wouldn't say wrestling – the wrestling's not fake. It's a scripting. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know they're they're out there getting hurt and doing right. doing things, and it's it's pretty nuts. Oh, definitely. I have been a WWE fan since it was called the WWF, but um, yeah, <laughs> since I was a little girl also, and I grew up with Dusty Rhodes and superstar Billy Graham and, you know, Chief yeah. J. Strongwell. I mean, I go back that, yeah, okay, Lisa, you're dating yourself here, but yeah, I go back that far <laughs> because my brothers were into it, and they got me into it, and then I grew up watching it. They dropped off, and then I got married and had kids, and my husband was into it too, and we introduced my kids to it to the point where now when there's a pay-per-view, my kids aren't home anymore. They're old, older now, so they're all out on their own. But whenever there's a pay-per-view, we text. Um, so it's like a group oh, text yeah. talking about the event. We're all watching it at the same time. So it's like it brings er- – awesome. and pretty much – Every week it brings us together because those are the nights that I know that I'll be texting with them to talk about what's happening. So, um, <laughs> so very briefly, like, give me an idea of like what's your favorite storyline going on right now in, in the WWE and your favorite characters. I'll let you both go. For WWE, wow. Um, 
I don't know. You know, I have to admit that WWE, I only pretty much watch the pay-per-views, and I feel Mm -hmm. like the storylines kind of are cyclical. So if you don't know what's going on, you could kind of watch the pay-per-view and kind of understand what's going on, pretty much like (laughs) a soap opera. I am more so... Yeah, it's totally true. You can totally, like, find a storyline and you're like, this happened in 1996 with so-and-so. But I have to admit that um, we're more kind of leaning towards AEW recently um, just because they're newer and I think they're kind of trying to lead the pack more so. Um, So I would have to say that I... I'm not too well versed with WWE. I am interested in the 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 showdown. I'm upset that they made uh, the Fiend lose to Goldberg. Yeah, uh, because that's yes, me too. Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. So I only know those kind of things. Like I keep up with news stories and stuff, but I haven't watched it. I'm really upset that they did that. Um, but I'm interested for um, Drew. Uh, McIntyre, I really want him to beat Brock. So mm-hmm. those are my two things that I'm probably interested in. Yeah, I've always been a Bray Wyatt like... fan since he debuted. So yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, I was bummed to see him lose against uh, Goldberg, but I think you know he's going to redeem himself. Hopefully, maybe. And I don't mm-hmm. know how long Goldberg can hold the belt for. Well, like... he's going against uh, Roman. Oh, Roman also. Yeah. Maybe it's just a point. Yeah. To the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Not be brave. Yeah. Not, so no one's losing faith except for Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I have been both terrified and terribly amused at the fiend. Um, <laughs> I mean, when that whole thing first started, I, it was like I don't do well with horror movies. I don't do well with you know anything that gives me jump scares. And when he first started, I was like, I mean, if you guys remember the boogeyman from years ago who, like, I mean, I'm a grown woman. I'm watching a television show. And when he would come on the television, I would close my eyes because he scared the living daylights out of me. And (laughs) he kind of started giving me that same creepy feeling. But the um, Firefly Funhouse is so hilarious. That I know I love like, it. Can yeah. we just, it's amazing. And I just want to give him an award just for coming up with this character in the storyline. I do believe that he was been, he has been robbed on the storyline and I yeah. don't understand what they're doing. You know, he's actually going against Cena at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, it's like, okay, just because why? I mean, it had nothing to do with anything he was doing right now, except yeah. I guess killing off legends, but but I do like what you were saying earlier. Like, I have not checked out the AEW yet um, just because, you know, work, life, watching so much as it is right yeah. But John Moxley used to be known, obviously, as Dean Ambrose, um, was yeah. one of my favorite WWE wrestlers, and I was so disappointed to see him leave. But do you think that he has really found this home here and, and – and can make this a success, or do you think he's always going to be the shadow of Dean Ambrose? Oh, no way. Oh, no way. I think he's definitely found John Moxley or this character of Moxley. I just listened to uh, AEW just started a podcast called Unrestricted, um, and there's only two episodes, and he was the first guest that they had. 
and he seems so much happier. He seems like this is him. Like the character is him. This, yeah, he created that mm-hmm. character before WWE, so that's kind of who he was. And then the WWE kind of watered that down to Dean yeah. Ambrose. And I mean, he was still kind of the unhinged kind of guy, like he is like John Moxley, but yeah. Moxley's just more amped and yeah, a little more, mm-hmm. a little more fun to watch. I think so. He's definitely. <laughs> Fun to watch. Yeah, we were there. When yeah, we were I there have to watch out. it. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to watch it. It's so good. And I feel like, I don't know if you like WCW kind of in the mm-hmm. era of the 83 weeks when they were kind of beating WWF, but um, it's very, I feel, WCW-esque in the sense that sometimes they just have these storylines. You're just like, what is going on? Why is this happening? <laughs> and in WWE, I feel like when I watch it, I could guess what's going to happen. I could guess the storyline. I could guess who could win. But with AEW, it's totally different. I, like Even at the show, we were at the pay-per-view on Saturday, and there was this part um, where I was like, oh, my God, is he going to do that? What's going to happen? Where I started to actually, mm-hmm. like, have those emotions again where I'm like, what is going to happen? <laughs> it was so cool. What what I like is, and I know that I haven't gotten into the AEW, but I have, my son was asking me for the longest time, mom, watch NXT, mom, watch NXT. And I wouldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. And then I said, you know what? I, maybe because I, he moved to Arizona and I missed him so much, I wanted something else to talk to him about. But I started <laughs> watching NXT and fell in yeah. love with it because I was like, they do su- such a good job with storylines and the unexpected and the intensity of the matches. And I was like, wait a minute, since w- NXT was supposed to be like the breeding ground for WWE superstars, and I actually think mm-hmm. that NXT is better than WWE in a lot of respects, you know? So that's just my two cents on it. I feel like NXT is a better brand that I actually know those storylines better better. than Raw or SmackDown. (laughs) And, you know, um, Johnny Gargano, he, I love Johnny Gargano. We actually went to like one of the first um, NXT shows here in Chicago when, um, when Champa attacked him and they broke up DIY, but, um, I just love him, and he says it. He says, I don't want to go to the main roster. NXT is a main brand. Well, you see, you know, like Finn, like Balor coming back to NXT and yeah. and just succeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's they, 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 they don't want to go to the main roster because they, they get watered down. It, it's, it's too much of a generic thing, you know. Like the yeah, fans, Finn Balor I totally agree. Like Hollywood and NXT is like yeah, similar I mean, to indie. So many, so many – so much more eyes are on the WWE main, you know, weekly versus over the NXT. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I think it's usually smaller venues and they can do – it's just better story writing. Yeah, you know? definitely I mean, better story writing. I, I completely <laughs> agree. And and I, I got to tell you guys, I can, like, talk to you, I think, for, like, two more hours. But I do want to <laughs> ask you, um, tell me a little bit about this pro wrestling crate that you open in your in your uh youtube mm. videos tell me how that what that's about and how that got started we uh let's see how did they get started i saw it online and there was this right right around when we were uh 
wanting to start the YouTube channel, I'm like, I said the channel, I'm like, let's get this, and we can do a, an unboxing video. I just figured we, we can do them from home. It's yeah. an easy thing to do. And unboxing videos, people tend to watch. It's yeah. interesting. It's like, what's in the box? Like, we're both mm-hmm. into wrestling, and yeah. they had some really cool crates, you know, that I saw that that we hadn't gotten yet, like, past crates. So I'm like, oh, let's get it and see, and then... You know, like a year down the line, I, you know, we got a year of them. And I said, you know what, I, I don't want to get these crates anymore. I, I, have, too, too, many I have too many shirts. <laughs> and then the actual owner of Pro Wrestling Crate reached out to me and said, hey, I don't care if you don't want any more shirts. I'm still going to send you the crate for free because I, I like to watch your unboxing videos. So he actually, you know, sends us the crate for free now to do the unboxing videos. And he, and he helps us by putting the link our video and like the email list to yeah. to get more people to sub. He said to that he stuff. liked watching us do the unboxing because we're, we're honest. honest. <laughs> um, because a lot of times, what people don't know about those boxes is that they have to actually work with the talent, or if the talent is passed away, they have to work with the family, um, and it can take months, years long time to actually get a family member or a a talent to approve something Mm -hmm. within the box. So I think he likes that we're honest in the sense that, you know, we're like, this is crap. And then maybe that can (laughs) show the talent, hey, we can't put this crap in our box. (laughs) If you see a bunch of the videos, I'm the the negative one for the most part from the very beginning. And sometimes I come back around at the end of the video to say, you know what, you know, I was too harsh or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's got to be fun to watch. You know, I guess I'm the I'm the bad cop and Shannon's the good cop in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you guys do a great job on your uh, YouTube channel. So just do me a favor, just so my uh, listeners know, tell them again where they can find you on your social media and if they, you know, want, want to follow you, how do they do that? Everything is uh, at the Duo Finds and then the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Duo Finds and uh, even if you just Google the Duo Finds, all our stuff will come up. But So it's pretty simple. Awesome. Like I said, guys, I can talk to you forever, and um, <laughs> I'm going to let you go, though, because I know you have a lot more stuff to do. And thank you so very much for being on the show today. And it's it's been an absolute pleasure. You guys are a lot of fun to talk to, um, and I really wish you the, the biggest success on your channel. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you reaching out and setting us up. This is awesome. Not a problem. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. You too. Okay. Thank you so much, Matt and Shannon. That was a really fun interview. It was a long interview, but we're all sitting around doing much of just hanging around at home. So I hope you had a chance to listen to it, enjoy it. And if you do, um, if you've already subscribed to my podcast, please leave me a review. Uh, It helps me to continue to grow the channel. I'm also still working on realtravelsmagazine.com. It's in its early stages, 
but it's worth checking out. And I'm still working on revising the Virgin Traveler website to include some great upcoming tips and information for you if you're new to traveling. I know we're not doing much of it now, but I have a funny feeling that when this all passes, people who haven't traveled before, if they have the opportunity to do anything but be in their homes, they're going to get out and travel. So although this is not film and TV related, uh, my book, latest book, Road Trip, The Sports Lover's Travel Guide, is out. Please order your copy today. Hold on to it for down the road. We're going to need it. And it's a book that focuses on sports museums, halls of fame, fantasy camps, stadium tours, restaurants owned by some of your favorite athletes and more. Pair it with my on-location of film and TV lovers travel guides, and you got a great bunch of travel guides there to plan some upcoming trips. On that note, I'll be back next week. I'd love to hear from you. What, tell me what you're up to, what you're doing to keep busy. Uh, you can, again, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Virgin Traveler or DM me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. I also have a Real Travels page on Facebook, too. So there's plenty of ways to keep up with what's going on and reach out to me. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. You guys are awesome. Please stay safe, and I will see you next time.